Heli Nation version 2.0. Uh, I am Nick. I am not Dan. And this is episode number 108. Uh, things are going to be a little bit different this episode. We've had pretty much about the worst luck possible yeah. <laughs> that we could have over the uh, the last couple weeks. Can say that again. So uh, it is it is just Justin and I. Say hi, Justin. What's up, guys? Yeah. Man, no um, compass guy. No, the we animal, got, nothing, dude. This is this is this is bad. Yeah, it. I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's a little, it's a little weird feeling. It is, but you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, just so everyone knows, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot, a lot of questions. Dad had a minor, and and I do say minor, so don't flip out or you know freak out about it. A little medical emergency, so he's not with us tonight. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to be anything too crazy. No, get it all, get it all straightened away. We actually, after the horrible um, kind of electronic problems that we had last week, then this happened this week. Jesse is uh, Jesse's on the road, probably right now, headed back to school, so he's not with us. Yep. It's just the, the couple of nerds left <laughs> left over. Hey, that's okay. We need a little bit of that ever so often. Absolutely, and, and I don't we'll fit. we'll do our best to fill in for what Dan and Jesse would uh would add a little bit of sarcasm, probably a lot yep. of sarcasm. Yep, a few yeah, questions so. here and there. Yeah, we'll do it. What you been up to, dude? Dude, this uh this week has been has been rough. I haven't flown, no flying whatsoever. No fly. Yep, and oh hey hey Dan, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta fill the role, dude. I gotta fill the role. That didn't take long. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, last weekend, I I knew I wasn't gonna fly last weekend. Last weekend was my son Charlie's first birthday on Sunday, and of course, I had family over. My parents were in from Arizona, and Saturday, uh, in addition to it being Dan's birthday, was also my dad's birthday. So we just had a huge birthday weekend. The weather was gorgeous, man. I mean, oh really? <sighs> Yeah, it was it was like 70, sunny, clear, not not like not even decent weather where you think, yeah, I can fly in this, but it's not ideal. I mean, it's about the best weather you could expect in this area. It's just freaking crazy. So I got to spend the entire weekend out with the family and say that was the other thing. We weren't even inside, so it's not like I could hide from it every (laughs) minute I looked around. I saw myself not flying helis. I wonder if people know that we do that. Like when we're outside, you know, everyone else in the world would be like, oh, it's such a... It's gorgeous. Isn't this awesome? And, and in the back of my, our minds, we're just like all bitter. Oh, yeah, dude. You know? It, it like, makes yeah, me anxious. Perfect. If I was flying, it'd be great. It's like, oh, dude, it's beautiful out. I am in a shitty mood. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, and of course, the whole week was really nice as well. But with work being as busy as it was, nothing. So the only bit of heli stuff that uh, I got to do was order some bits and pieces for my rave, which has not started yet. The rave build picked up some uh, metal bearing blocks for the main shaft because apparently Curtis uh, didn't get the memo. And he still flies plastic. Um, it it can, it can make for a, a a smoother experience. Yeah. Well. Okay. So here's the sure. He, yeah. Exactly. Right. It's cheaper, guys. No. That was a long time. Well. So it was probably state of the art when it was made, dude. So here's the deal. It it actually I did a little research on this. Most people haven't complained, but. What I hear is after about a hundred ish flights, they start to develop slop. So, and you know, that's not, that's not atypical. No amount of shoe goo is going to fix that. So uh, Dan would probably disagree. That's, that's true. So, so would, uh, finless Bob, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, so bits and pieces are coming in for the rave. You know, I, I, I had to order from. It, it, this it was this part order, right? You know what I'm talking about, where you need three of something, and one place has two, and one place has two, and you can't get all three from the same place. So I ordered my bearing blocks in two orders, paid twice the shipping that I would oh. have if I got it from somewhere else. Uh, the one place that I ordered it from shipped it the day I ordered it. The other place notified me that they had sent out the electronic shipping info to the postal service but they didn't actually get the package to the postal service for two days later so yeah so now i'm sitting here with two of my three bearing blocks and the promise of the third one showing up on monday so that didn't uh, yeah monday god knows it couldn't be friday where at least it gives you yeah something i mean here we with. are in the weekend the weather's crappy here anyway not going to get any flying in this weekend not just because of all the issues we've been having with trying to get uh, get the recording going but also we're in seattle it's october not good so yeah, yeah monday great no one wants to buy my whiplash nitro They all want to trade for it, and they all want to completely disregard what I've asked for in my trade requests. Were you, like, nice and specific and everything? I thought I was. I think I said an Align 600 Nitro, a Synergy N5 or N5C, the Warp or the X3 as far as 450s go, or like a Gowie X5. An X5? Yeah. Yeah. You you would actually get an X5? Yeah, dude. I, I've i been oh, really wow. into the whole 550 thing. I don't know why. You know, we talked about this. It's winter. Oh. You can play around with a bit uh, a bit of creativity in terms of what you're going to stock your fleet with so that you can mm-hmm. optimize it for the next summer. And the 550 is a size that I'm interested in trying again. And the X5 is pretty damn sexy with that formula canopy. Uh, I'll give it that. I, I don't know. It, it feels... I don't like five. Can that one swing actual 550s? Nope. No, yes. it can only swing 520s. I know. Hmm. You know, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm shortchanging myself, but when I had my logo 500, I actually preferred it on the 520s to 550s. Well, that would make sense cuz it's a logo. 
I mean, the weight, they're, they're so much lighter than Yeah, it was but there's not much before. to an X5, dude. I don't, you know, it's hard to tell. Usually the ones that I've seen have came in cardboard boxes after. Yeah. <laughs> Person who we will not mention uh, did his handiwork with them. I know, and that's where my my bad experience with that Ellie comes from, too. But yeah, so, you know, we'll see. I, I've gotten trade offers for musical equipment, for guitars, for amps, for speakers, computer stuff. Just all sorts of things that I don't need. Wow. Don't need. Welcome to the forums. Yep. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. And, you know, looking through in in my attempt to expand what I would accept for trades to increase the potential that I would actually get one, I figured I'd open up the plate to the NX4 because that thing has actually been interesting me lately. So I know you've had a personal experience with this heli, Nick. Mm-hmm. Tell me why do I want an NX4? I, I, because it's cool to look at. Okay, is that true? Because I agree, that's part of it. Oh, it's a, it is, it's probably at the peak of, uh, of novelties. I, I don't think you can get anything that's on the novelty scale is cooler. But the novelty wears off, is what you're saying. As soon as you fly it, it wears off very, very quickly. Does it just not? I mean, it's a 500, like classical Align 500 class heli, right? It's just it very, it's disc loaded very heavy. Now, can't you fly it on 473, up to 473s? You know, I don't, it wouldn't have enough oomph to do that. If Even if you could, not, I'm not sure. Whatever it comes with stock, which I think is 425. I think right? it does, yeah. 435 or, or something. Yeah. Um, uh, It wouldn't have enough. I mean, grunt. It, it was very, <sighs> very, very 50-ish nitro to me, but almost more like OS 50 nitro. Ooh. Yeah, and if if you're going to do a a 50 nitro feel in terms of power, you might as well just go with the 50. I mean, it might be kind of like halfway in between OS 50, OS 55, around in there, but I just, it falls really, really quick. I mean, it's got a lot of disc loading to it. It just doesn't Hmm. have, doesn't have much float to it. I, I, I don't know. I just wasn't overly impressed with really how it flew it 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 didn't fly any bigger and any more stable than like uh my warp for example oh really yeah because remember i had mentioned before that i feel like the warp really flies like a five like a 500 yeah yeah so and that other one is so they you know they feel actually very similar except except there's just not the yeah i don't know well, and it's dude, it is a probably the single messiest nitro I've ever flown. Oh yeah, oh dude. <laughs> if you what get that thing down in front dude? of you on the deck, I I don't know. It's just for some reason you get that thing down. Where if you're gonna do any sort of 3D with it, it literally looks like you just dipped it in nitro and then set it on the bench when you're done. It is everywhere. What? Yeah, messiest helicopter. It's gotta I've be. Ever Were flown. you running thirty percent? Yep. 
it's got to be the engine or how the engine i, I mean it, i don't i can't think of a reason why that would be any different than any other heli i don't know maybe it just doesn't yeah i i'm i really don't have an answer i don't know why but i i really really noticed it like just it was blatantly obvious well, you know, the, the the tiny bit of research that I've done on this heli, it looks like there are engine companies that are coming out with that class of engine, like the OS-37, but a little bit larger. I think Thunder Tiger has a Redline 39. Really? And I wonder if that makes a difference. So, you know what, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out to the listeners if you guys own an NX4 or know someone that owns an NX4, whether it's the original Gowie or OS37 or one of these new engines, if they exist, send me an email and tell me what you like and what you don't about it. Because I definitely respect Nick's opinion, and I believe that that's the experience he had. But I hear a lot of happy people on the forum, so there's got to be something going on. Are they all Gowie pilots, though? Ooh, good question. <laughs> I'd have to go back and check. You know yeah. what? I'm going to, yeah, that's that's a very good just, point. Just keep that in the back of your yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, well, moving on from that, let's see here. That power supply tech tip? Yeah. Whoa. Talk about popular. I have gotten over a dozen emails with additional questions, suggestions, some emails just thanking me for putting it together. There are a couple of people that had uh, other good points and additions that I'm going to look into adding or editing into the uh, into the actual tech tip. There are a lot of people, I think, that are just going to go out and give these DPS 1200s a try. Yeah, and when you know, uh, when it's... when is James going to get his thing together? Uh, I actually just received he is uh, at, at families this weekend. I, I got a text. No more than like five minutes ago from him. And he's going to see if he can break away and get those all posted. He didn't want to post it up. Right. Knowing that he was going to be gone for like the next three days back then. Yeah, no, that makes but sense. Yeah, because I've gotten to make a good sure. number of people saying, hey, I heard you guys talk about someone doing this for us. I love the tech tip. Don't want to try it. Where can I buy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he will have those up. Um, let's see. I, I would... Uh, I would guess by the time you guys hear this, uh, they'll be up. They'll be up on the forum, all modded up, ready to go. Uh, yeah, that's sweet. They're they're just they're a ridiculous power supply, dude. Is yeah, yes, I agree. I mean the size alone. Yep. Honestly, even if it was a couple hundred watts less, the size alone is amazing. Is he going to make those to order, or is he just going to like stock as many as he can do? And then when they sell out, he just tells people to hold on until the next batch. Well, my guess is he'll just keep going with them. I mean, he'll just keep doing it. He's got a he's got a baby on the way, so he you know he, he will be at home uh, a lot more. Baby obviously takes up more time, but I'm sure it'll give him something that he'll have a, have an excuse to get away for. Right? You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I know he's getting them in big batches and doing that, and I've just I've been super happy with mine. So sweet. Well, yeah, yeah. To close out my week leading up to this recording, 
I was getting everything ready in my garage because, you know, it happens to get a little disorganized at times. We'll call it disorganized. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, you call it that. I was clearing out a space on my bench area so that I could start laying out the rave parts, right? Getting stuff cleaned up, getting it all lined up for each of the little sub assemblies. And I push a, a pile of what amounts to garbage out of the way. And I find a bottle of thin CA. And it's a bottle that I had forgot to put the cap on. <laughs> on one of those, you know, those little, uh, those like heavy duty green rubber hobby pads. So, you know, like yeah. that you can use to cut with an exacto knife and stuff and not chop up your, your desk. Do they have the little rulers on? Yeah, yeah. On like the star yeah. shapes and the circles and stuff. I think Hobbyco. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Okay. So I had had that. Luckily, I put the or dumped the CA on that. So this bottle of thin CA had tipped over and there was CA everywhere. It had been long ago. It had hardened. And I'm thinking, well, okay, you know, there goes another bottle of CA. By the way, this happens to me probably a half a dozen times a year. So I got to come up with a solution because I'm going through CA like it's going out of style. I, I'm i a little pissed because it's messed up. It's it's actually CA'd a number of very good, high-quality stainless steel fasteners that I also hadn't cleaned up to this green thing. <laughs> There's a pattern here, but I'm not yeah. going to state the so <laughs> I lost some fasteners. It CA'd a six-inch servo extension, which I now can't use. <laughs> it also... It also CA'd my gram scale, my really <laughs> nice gram scale. I mean, it's this was not a crappy or a cheap scale. It will still work, except I have to remove it from the green thing. Just an absolute mess. So I, I, I'm, I'm pissed, okay, at this point. And so I grab the bottle and I yank on it to try to pull it off. And I don't know what the hell I thought I was going to accomplish here to try to yank it off the green thing. And it pops off violently and CA goes spraying everywhere. <laughs> and guess where it sprayed? I got a drop of CA in my nose, like in the actual nostril, dude. Let me tell you, you have never seen a man stick a finger up his nose quicker than I did. Because the first thing I'm thinking is I'm going to glue my nose hair on one side of my nose to the other side, and it's going to be a horrible pain. Oh my God. I st so I stick my finger in my nose. and disaster. Dude, and, and here's the thing, dummy, it's CA. What happens when you try to remove CA? I stuck my finger in my nose, up? and I got my finger CA'd. In my nose. <laughs> now I'm pissed. And I yank the finger and, and pull out the, the chunk of CA, a little bit of skin, and some nose hair. There you go. That was the end of my week. That, that happened yesterday. Just to let you know and act like that voids any and all bachelor's and master's degrees that you have or received prior. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, I couldn't believe it. I was pissed.
Hey, you know, you do stupid things. That's okay. <laughs> I'll get over. I won't do that again. That's for sure. Next time wow. I spill an entire bottle of CA, I will not pull it off of what it stuck itself to. <laughs> <sighs> I could just, I could picture you at work. I, I can picture this, like you walking around the corner, you got like your, 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 your clipboard or your computer or whatever you carry with you your iPad and everything, and you're all talking to someone, and you walk around the corner, you open the door, and you go into, like, the assembly room where they put the rockets together, and, like, 20 people yell all at the same time, Stop! No! 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 <laughs> Turn around and go right back <laughs> No. Actually, dude, no. I spend a lot of time there, and I don't break stuff. Save it all for at home, huh? Yeah. Well, when you use up all the brain power at work, there's not much left at home. Wow. I that's Yeah, not my finest moment, but I I'm at one with it. I'm okay. It is what it is. Wow. So dude, yeah, that was my week. Top well, that. that is... Top that. It's it's your I, turn. I, I'm not going to be able to top CAing my finger in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I don't even know if that will ever be taught. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I got nothing. I got skills, man. I'm telling you. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen's Ace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. Let's see, as far as flying-wise, um, for me... I've been putting in a fair amount of flights on the warp, uh, mostly at, at work, flying. Yeah, the weather thing, I got out a little bit. Wasn't too, too bad, but I just didn't have much time. Had a lot of projects going on uh, here. I I am very excited. I can say for the first time in a long, long time that I have four flying helicopters. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like you, all of them you and deer. Jesse, didn't Jesse say that last week? Yep, man, that's I've that's been, gotta feel good. It feels really, really good. I got finally got around to sending my uh, my let's see the one thirty amp Scorpion ESC mm-hmm. in. I couldn't get it to upgrade or uh, to update the firmware on it. It's one of the Opto ones. No, wait a minute. Wasn't was this the one that you you had an issue with? You sent it back to Scorpion. And they fixed it and sent it back to you. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just finally, I finally got it back and got around to putting it back. Okay, in. yep. I'd been so busy with the seven hundred X flying that and, and flying the warp that I just hadn't, I hadn't been dinking and I hadn't been messing around with it. And I had taken the Castle one hundred and sixty out of the seven hundred EX, the Whiplash, yep. to put in the blade for the review. So that one had kind of gotten neglected. Well, I'm really glad that I finally 
I got all that back. It worked fine. I just couldn't get it to update. And after hearing you talk about, you know, how fabulous the the new uh, firmware mm-hmm. for the Scorpions uh, are, I was like, okay, I got, I got to get this dealt yep. with. So I got that sent back. It's installed. Uh, that's going to be in combination with the uh, 4530. Okay, going edition. with the bigger motor. Yeah, that one's got, it's a pretty light, you know, well, as you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not a very heavy heli. Right. So the 4530 is, uh, it's just a, it's a great fit for that one. And I kind of don't feel like messing with anything else, really. All the other ones, you know, still got the E-Flight motor in the Blade 700X. Yep. Don't really foresee. With the I mean, castle, I'll, right? Uh, yep. I will eventually, I'll put a Scorpion in there, you know, for obvious reasons. Yep. I kind of, I want to because I love Scorpion motors, but I also kind of want to see the you know, I, I'm I'm curious to see the life. Yeah, I was gonna, gonna say. Get. I mean, you you gave the the uh, blade motor great reviews, but does it last? Yeah, exactly. Can it take the same beating that a scorpion yeah. or another motor can for the same amount of time? The number of flights. Hmm. And I'm gonna do. You know, I I wanted to get last time I was out flying when I had that little uh, little canopy bump with the 700x <laughs> little. Yeah, (laughs) tiny, little little subtle hard landing there. I did. I I can't. Okay, I have to make one correction. I did that whole just visual assessment. Mm -hmm. Well, I missed one thing. Oh, you did break something other than the skids. uh, I took off one tooth of one torque tube gear. That's it? That's it. Dude, that thing is... Uh, I was pretty I'm not going to lie, that's... That's impressive. And I wanted to give an update on on the motor. You know, I had mentioned in the review that I felt that it was kind of like in between 750 MX and 4525 power. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it, I really haven't flown uh, myself much of anything in between there. Okay. To, to, you know, compare. You know, I don't know that there is really anything in between there. I don't. I haven't flown an 800 MX, so I don't know. Okay, that's fair. Yep, or you any know, of the new Contronics. I'm going to say that I'm going to put it, you know, halfway to maybe a little bit leaning more towards the 750 MX in power. Which is still not a slouch. No, I mean, not a slouch, and by all means sufficient. Oh, oh yeah. No, it'll it'll get it done. But I, I can notice on some of the really, really hard maneuvers... Um, now that I've got some new packs in there, uh, where I can, you know, I can work it. But you got to be, I mean, truthfully, I was just kind of getting really stupid with the sticks. and. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, when when you just go out there and it's like, ah, eh, I just feel like just being angry yeah, at it. Yeah, sure, why not? around and, you know, not worrying about being technical, but just kind of having fun and watching it go fast. Yep, true. But yeah, so they're all back up and going. I'm excited to get out and finally test So then what do you have now? You've got four flying helis. Which ones are they? I've got the Warp 360. Yep. um, Which is an all, that one's an all stock combo kit Mm -hmm. from Compass with the exception of the Scorpion 20, what is it? 2520. Yeah, their new 2520, right. Yep. Uh, The 700X. Yep. Which is the combo kit. Uh, coming from that, 
with which because I fly the 14SG, I do have an icon on that. Right. And then let's see. We've got uh, 700E DFC. Yep. Which, uh, what do I got in that? Uh, M- MKS servos in that one. The Castle 120 on that yep. one. I've got a one the Castle 160 on the 700X. With, and uh, the 700E DFC has the 4525 Ultimate in it. That's my favorite. Yeah. And then the EX has the 4530, the, the Scorpion 130, uh, BLS 451s in it. Three electrics. and Well, I guess four electrics, but three 700 three electrics. Sets. Yep. Man. And to help feed that, it, it was like the Christmas of I, I, I'm humbled this week. Uh-oh. I, I am so humbled this week. My charging case... Has been sitting there patiently. I took my time. I did it right. I put those power supplies in there. Added all every little cool little thing that I wanted. You know, 110 volt output on the other side. USB charger in there. Dude, it looks good. I mean, uh, I, I got to say, honestly, before you go on, that's the kind of charging case I always want to build, but I'm too impatient. And that's, dude, that is me. Like, you are right. That's exactly the same way that I thought, except I just forced. It was it was horrible. It was a, yeah, it was a moment where you just, you had the power to do it. I, yep, I had to do it. And so I did pull the trigger as I rubbed into you on the 4010. Mm-hmm. It showed up. It is here. Uh, it is everything that I could have wanted and then some. Ooh, do tell. I think the biggest thing is the software okay. that's in there. The presets make that charger. I mean, they just make it. You, you, you hit the button once, and that you basically just pick which port you want quickly. Like one button, pick which port, hit the center button, and it brings up all of, you know, like your standard menu would be LiPo, Lilo, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you make your own presets in there. And I mean, when you make them, you make everything that has to do with them from scratch. So you name them, type of battery, cell count, charge rate. Uh, you can change anything and everything that has to do with the balancing, which, by the way, there's a personal little tip of mine. I went in and actually adjusted the percentage. I changed my... Oh, man, now i got to remember. It put me on the fly. We talked about this on the phone. The TCS? Yeah, I changed... Well, but that's not what they use for their wording. Ah, okay. I I changed it to where it looks at amperage and balance. So it's the bottom. For all those of you who have it, it's the bottom one in that menu. And then when you click on that one, then it allows you to change the amperage percentage in which it will cut off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. It's it's the percentage of the total charge current below which the charge terminates yes that's and you can do like what nick is talking about is you can do an and or an or i believe i now i don't have the charger but we did talk about it over the phone because we were going over some options on on the 4010 where you can tell it to either terminate on a balance criterion or on a Mm -hmm. current or on both or this and this or this and this it's i mean it's a really in-depth menu and what i noticed was that when i was charging packs at real high C rate, like five C. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm cranking out 
let's say, uh, 40 amps. Like, I've got one channel max, so I have my my whole entire flight pack on there. So two 6S packs in parallel. I got 40 amps going to it. It was basically shutting off when it hit when it hit four amps, right? Because the that default was ten percent, yep. and you well, weren't all the way charged. No, I'm coming. I'm pulling them off of there, and I've got it on normal normal balance mode. I'm pulling them off, and it's like whoa, four point one six. You know, mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, this isn't cool. So I went in, I changed that criteria, dropped it down to the bottom one, which is amperage and balance voltages that it's looking at. And I dialed that 10% back to 3%. Huge difference. Now I'm getting like 4.19 and 4.2s all the way across the board. How much time did it add, though? Very, very little. Really? So the only, I mean, I haven't done the two settings. See, it's kind of hard because how are you going to put, I guess I could go do a flight and then I could do one, one port on one, one port on the other. But, I mean, the batteries have to be exactly the yeah. same discharge amount yep. to do it. Uh, let's just say that I am I am able to now charge one, like, Blade 700X flight pack. So, two 6S, uh, four, I've got 44s mm-hmm. in that one. I can charge one set of those on one port and two of the 1600 milliamp uh, Gen Z's warp packs on the other port. I can charge all four of those batteries in about 15 minutes. Oh, uh, man. You know, again, that's just what like I need. James was rubbing in my face or, you know, telling me, dude, dude, this is why this is so cool. You unplug them, you put in any combination, and I have the presets made for basically anything. Yeah, all the like packs have, that you typically charge. Yeah, I have a, you know, a. I always charge parallel charge two of the warp packs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just because I've got six of them. It's oh, not it a makes big deal. perfect sense. I already have the whole balance set up for 6S for two of them. Mm-hmm. So I have warp 1200, warp 1600, and then I have one that I just named warp slow. And that's what I do at the end of the right. day when I'm at home. Right. And then, same thing, all of my electrics. I parallel charge the two flight packs together, all of the 700-class right. ones. And then that that works out to maxing out that one channel, 40 amps. Dude, see, and so I... It's just 700 fast, 700 slow. And then, I mean, it's... Oh, dude, it's so fast to switch. And that is why I have decided that I will get the 4010 instead of the 308. Yes. Because... Your experience so far has been very convincing. But, you know, the one thing I didn't ask you about before, because I've heard this complaint from people in the past, is it a pain in the butt to set up the different presets in menus? It, there's a learning curve to it. Yes. Are we talking Actually, like you know a what? Futaba learning curve? Uh. No, I actually think that it's easy. Well, I didn't even read the manual. Okay. So how about that? Okay. It's certainly not a Futaba learning curve then. No, and I think what's different, you know what's actually harder with this charger, which is weird? It is designed around presets. It really is because it's, it's more of a pain to do a regular LiPo charge where you set the amperage that time right than like it is on the to, fly yeah then it then it almost says to create a preset okay well that's good to know because yeah, i really just, do like, like presets 
Yeah, you can't just click on lipo and then the next screen is, you know, set your amperage and then hit go. doesn't work like that. You have to go to the lipo one, hit edit, edit it, and then hit enter to save that lipo one again and then do it. Does it display, like, when you're charging? Does it have an option? Everything. Huh? Everything. So you get, like, cell IR and... Yep. Oh, that's cool, dude. Dude, there's no, like, like the old uh, 306s where it would you would have to go in and, like, check the IR and it would sit there and kind of wait. No, yep. It's like one button, boom, it's done. That's the one for me. How big is it? It's... I don't know. Because really it's how. definitely larger than a 308. Okay. Yeah, compare, which I compare did it not to know. the 306. Most people um, have seen a, a, a 3010 or a 306B. It's definitely bigger. I mean, man, I, I don't know. I would have to say, I, I would compare it to, to like more, maybe maybe slightly smaller than one of the yellow aligned toolboxes. I don't know. Okay. Right there. Is it as big as my Hyperion? No. Well, okay, that's good. Yeah. No. Okay. It's it's awesome. The the colors freaking garbage. Dude, they just the colors really shitty. It does look like a Super Nintendo. It's oh, not you mean a joke. the plastic color? I I, I yeah. thought you were talking about the color screen. I'm like, no, dude, no. don't tell me that. No, the color screen is awesome. No, the the color screen's great. It's got two temperature ports. I did update the firmware, which, by the way, thank you, Chris Trevi, for as soon as he heard that I got that, he sent me a message and was like, dude, go in, check your firmware. Remember how you guys had talked about that last firmware update? Mm -hmm. It is a must, just so everyone knows. It's not a, you should do this, it's you have to do this. There were actually cases of there's a firmware glitch in low amperage charging, where it would light the charger on yeah, fire. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, great. Nice. In the uh, like the firmware notes, did it say bug fixes? You yes. know, fixes a bug that could burn your house down. They did put it in the notes, but it's in like it's way deep. It's way deep right. in the notes. Like they just don't announce that right up front. You actually, you know, I went on a progressive site, got. You know, went ahead and downloaded the little updater deal, downloaded the new firmware, and then within those firmware notes, you can see that it, you know, uh-huh. Yep. Slid that one in there. So, uh, wow, yeah, let's see. What else? I got that in. All four helis up and going. I, I need to find one thing if we can get, anyone can help me out. I've asked you this. You don't think it's it, there is such a thing. I with my charging. So what I'm going to do now that I've got it, it basically stuck in my case. Mm-hmm. I still don't have my deck lid done. I, I'm going to make a custom deck lid. Right. I actually wanted to get a real specific one from Progressive, yep. the one where you put the screen up in the lid. Yeah. Um, but they they don't sell just that deck lid. Progressive doesn't. Nope. Oh man, they sell the little extension ribbon cable they sell the extension ribbon and they sell the deck lid for it where it has the cutout for the display but they won't sell the one that does not have the cutout for the display i don't know something to do that they want to keep it exclusive to their combo setups 
which, by the way, now after going through all of this, I mean, this was fun. This was like a little project, right? Right. But, dude, <laughs> there is definitely something to be said about just literally swiping your card and pulling it out of the box, plugging it in and charging. Oh, yeah. I get it. Absolutely. I used to think, wow, those are expensive. Oof, man, I don't know. Dude, yeah. Uh-huh. I get it. Like, I get it now because a lot of work goes into these. But, so anyway, what I want to do is, I, I haven't got into it and really experienced it myself, but apparently you can test the speed of the servos. Yes. I saw a video that someone posted. I on, think it was Chris. Was it Chris? Trebby. Yeah, you're right. It I was Chris so, Trebby yeah. posted this on Facebook. That's really interesting to me. What I want is I want a female servo plug, right, to plug a servo mm -hmm. into to test it. But I want a surface mount one. I want to be able to put my deck lid in there and have this thing mounted, you know, basically on the top of the deck lid, kind of like an outlet. Right, where it's it's just a, you know, flush mount yep. port. Flush mount female Socket. servo port. So if anyone knows of anywhere that has one, I don't care if it's build your own or comes with an extension on it or whatever. I'll make it work. That's what I really want. Because I think in my deck lid, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I need to get air in through the deck lid. So I might like do a cool RCHN thing on the front mm -hmm. and then have one of those little servo deals in the back corner. I might even go ahead and put, you know, because when I'll, I'll bring my charging case in here downstairs and I'll charge because I've got my concrete floor in the basement where I feel nice and safe about right. it. I hate that I do have to unplug the case, so I think I'm actually going to put in a flip-up, like, cool aircraft jet style where they got the little red cover on them. Boink, flip up the cover and then hit the oh, switch. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> Dude, you're really geeking out on this oh, case, man. Seriously. It. Well, I mean, you can go down to any hardware store and get a, a and get a thirty amp, one hundred ten volt switch, and I'll wire the AC. Yeah, side, yeah, yeah. Um, which is much smarter, by the way, for everyone. And and that way, I shut everything off with a flip of a switch, and I don't have to unplug it and then plug it back in when I want to use yep. it. Yep. So yeah, I think that's what it'll end up looking like, and then I just have to decide if I'm going to do the. The, the screen down on the deck lid or if I'm going to put it up in the lid or if I'm going to put another like 206 up in the lid. Dude, I don't know, but I'm having fun with it. Well, it looks awesome so far. Thank you. And I also have to say, and then before I wrap it up, I made it. You survived, didn't you, dude? I did. I survived my half Congratulations. Marathon. Thank you. You came in. What did you come in? 89th. 89th. Now, a good friend would congratulate you for coming in 89th out of 226th, right? Mm-hmm. A better friend would complain that you came in behind two chicks that completely kicked your ass. Dude, no. Okay. That is nothing in comparison to the half a dozen people that were 55 to 65 years old. That were owning that you? In, that came in in front of me as well. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, they definitely got the name wrong on that race. 
It is not the Lake Padden Half Trail Marathon. It's the Lake Padden Half Marathon Hill Climb. Oh, yeah, dude. A couple thousand feet of elevation gain in 13.1 miles. No, no, no. 3,000. Okay, 3,000. 3,800 feet in elevation change in 13 miles. Jeez. I In here, I've never walked once when I've ran, ever. It's just, it was never an Well, option. it happened this time. Dude, and I was clawing at that dirt trying to get up some of those hills. Humbling experience, huh? It was very humbling, but I, I it, it was fun, though. It was good. I'm marginally mobile today. Uh, good enough. But it, it all came together, so thank you for everyone. Uh, you know, big shout out and thanks to uh, our most awesome web dude, Larry Kagan, for all the support and, and just everyone for the support. So, Sweet, thank you. dude. You going to do a full marathon next time minus the nope. trail bit? Nope. That's it, huh? You've been I, there, you've experienced it, you're moving on. Yeah, but I I say no now. But I do think I am going to keep doing the halves. And the reason I say that, it's not that I'm against doing a full marathon. Mm-hmm. I truthfully just don't know if I have enough time to train for a full marathon. That's fair. It's completely different. I mean, it's oh, just yeah, dude, whole you're doubling ridiculous. the distance. That's a huge impact. Huge. It's already really hard for me to find time to go out and run, you know, for an hour and a half. Right. And so the the time, I just don't see that being feasible. I really like the half marathon length because it, it kind of separates the, you know, weekend runners from the, like, you have to be really serious oh, yeah. to get a decent time. It's not a 10K. Yeah. And at 2.0, you know, I, I can do a regular half. Uh, I can get it under two hours. This one was like 2.08 and change. I'd like to get this this same course down under the two hours. Right. Just keep chipping away at it, stay in shape, and have fun. Nice. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, should we, uh, should we do some news? I think it's time for news. I've been thinking about getting an electric, guys, and i got to tell you, I... I'm getting a little tired listening to Nick and Jesse go on about their awesome charging cases. Justin, I'm thinking about getting myself a cage threat, man. What do you think about that? Dan, seriously, that is the last charger you will ever need. I mean, we're talking 2,000 watts of power out of a Meanwell power supply that goes into the iCharger 4010 Duo. And the screen is even detachable. So I suggest that you head over to ProgressiveRC.com and get one today, dude. This week's news brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your RC helicopter news magazine. Uh, what do I got, Nick? What do you got, Nick? <laughs> I, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that one. You didn't, you didn't give me like, enough time, dude. I was going to jump in there. Oh, sorry. I, halfway through, I was like, wow, I'm talking You're to You're talking my, to yourself. Talking to myself. So. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What you what asked. do you have, Nick? All right. Uh for the few people that own the J the JR uh NEX E6, they now which have you ever even seen one of these? No, dude. Yeah, I, neither have I. Uh, no. What is it? I yeah, it's it's their it's their six hundred class electric. They have a five fifty too. Okay. Well, 
So here's the thing. Since we already asked the listeners to get back to us on the NX4, if you know anyone or you yourself owns one of these, please email us. I would because say because we give JR a lot of crap and I know they've got quality stuff, but uh yeah, I I know nothing about this helicopter. I want to hear from someone who actually owns one. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's just going to email and be like, yeah, dude, Hiroko Ito's yeah, got exactly. one. He's it's really like, good. <laughs> I see that same dude posting YouTube videos. He owns one. Oh, wait, he's the designer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they've got a pretty sweet uh, battery uh, tray set up for it. Uh, it actually looks like a really nice design, kind of latching style. I mean, just the, in this clip, the heli looks kind of cool. It does so, look cool, but it looks small. Is that supposed I, to be a 6S pack? I mean, it looks like a pancake pack. It does, and and I don't know. I, again, kind of goes back to that there's just so little, you know, out, out there. there. Yeah, I do yeah, like the, the red the, anodized, though. Yeah. KDE is now offering kind of like combo packs for each helicopter. So you can get the KDE motors with a uh, Castle BEC and Castle Speed Controller all in one in one package. They've also updated the website now that the competition series, mm-hmm. so the 700 yep. and the 630s coming New design. Out. Yep. They've updated the website to show which... Uh, which upgrades they have that will work with the old one and the new one and or just the new competition okay. series. Yeah, so don't think that just because you got in the competition series, you're going to have to ditch your KDE upgrades or you know, they won't be able to work if you are going to buy one because that's not particularly the case. Nice. Uh, d- dude, real flight. Oh, here okay. we go. Yeah, I, the last time you gave me news on new, real flight, I wasn't happy, so... I bet you the the lashing's going to continue. Well, no. Okay. It's not. Rumor has it. Well, this isn't a rumor. You can actually upgrade just the software for people like me. And it actually said in this little thing that I got sent, for people that recently purchased RealFlight 6.5, I was like, ooh, that's me. I can upgrade to 7 for 50 bucks. Yeah, dude, that's what we heard last time. I'm like you but, too. Okay. I just purchased it recently. I was still pissed to hear I had to spend fifty bucks. I know, and I guess there is some changes to the way that it flies. You know, you've got the E seven hundred in there, which is pretty cool. Now, here is kind of the yeah, yeah. Little birdie said it sounds like eight is going to be quite a ways, like a long ways. Okay. Okay. Well, that's now, useful information for sure. That is useful information. What's also useful, and again, I'm hearing this secondhand, so if it's wrong, it, it's it's not me. I was given it. I believe that for multiplayer, they're not... So for those of us who fly online, they're not going to be able to go in between the two. Seven and six. Oh. See, so, now that's... That's pretty limiting because I bet you there are going to be a lot of people out there that won't want to upgrade their sixes. Well, and I see, that's what I thought at first. I was like, well, that's dumb because how do you know what if you upgrade, then you can't fly with your buddies, blah, blah, blah. And this person was like, well, 
So that's why I did a little bit of research, and more than likely, eight won't be out for quite some, like over a year. So then everybody just might as well do it and upgrade and, and stay with it. Hmm. I don't know. So I guess like we all need to sit down and decide if we're all going to upgrade, and if we are, we need to all do it together. Well, and so here's the thing, though, dude. The last time we talked about this, I thought that seven only brought with it like the most of the new multiplayer things. Like they've got they've got combat stuff, like new combat and pilot challenge stuff, but. I didn't hear previously that it changed the flight physics. Now you're saying it does? That is what I had heard. But again, I'm not... Don't take what I'm saying like it's set in stone. Just do some more research. And if you find out like some absolute... Like we get the information from Real Fight, please send it to us. I haven't had the time lately to look into it, but let, let's all... How about this? Let's change this from news to let's all find out together. Yeah, true. You know, I don't want to be an early adopter on this. I've talked to people who have said that they've flown real flight since version two or three, and they prefer the earlier versions for flight physics to what you get out of the new stuff. Now, I just came on at 6.5, but I would be pretty disappointed if I spent an extra 50 bucks and found out that I don't like the way it flies. No, I I agree. So I, I don't know. But let, let's all do some research together, because I think a lot of the listeners would like to... I mean, we want to get this solved and figured out because of how much we do, you know, especially with winter rolling. Oh, in. yeah, man. The chat box I is going to be picking up again, and there will be probably nightly. I mean, real I feel like sessions. if they're going to have this out for the next year, I, f- I feel like we're just going to end up doing it. I, I agree. I just kind of want to know a little bit more. And, you know, with winter, we're going to be doing tons of online stuff so i'd like to make sure that everyone can get included they can or can't that sort of a thing right it's kind of a sticky deal hopefully hopefully it all works out uh dude did you see the scorpion urchin video i didn't dude i feel terrible that i didn't i saw it a couple of days ago on facebook and never got around to it like, just randomly out of left field. I mean, way after Urcha. I'm shocked at how late this video came out. But, holy cow, well worth the wait. Good stuff. They nailed it. Oh, this like is... Like, in the wh- grand scheme of things, a better video than most of the ones that we saw after Urcha? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This could be... Okay, you keep talking. I'm going to watch it while you're talking. I'm going to put it in top ten... Of almost all time RC heli videos. Really? That's, that's how I do. Yep. So you watch that, and I'll talk about I'll talk about Halo Blades, and we'll come back to all right. About let's that. do it. So it looks like Halo Blades. For those of you who don't know, Bobby Watts doing that whole thing. They are going to be collaborating with Gowie, of course, to put those Halo Blades in the new Gowie kits. I know that. That's been kind of a complaint from some people, you know, that Gowie hasn't really had a ooh-ah blade included in their kit. And with, you know, a lot of the other manufacturers are really kind of heading heading in that direction. You know, Compass has their blades, which we've all flown, all like. Those things seem to be doing pretty good. I really enjoy them. 
SAB, pretty much most all people with goblins are flying SAB blades. So well, I got a pair that I'll send back to them then because... Uh, yeah, I I personally don't care for them, but that's, that's just me. Do we know anyone that's flown the Halos? I do not. Nor do I. I no, am curious. Yeah, I mean, I'm a they little look less kinda... curious based on how Bobby has priced them, but still curious. I haven't looked at them priced individually. How bad are they? The blades are, I think they're like 130 bucks, 135 bucks for a, a set. You can't break that 130 mark. Not not with a standard airfoil. Hold I on, think. before I before I get shot down by someone who's got better information, let me check it. Yeah. Die hard Bobby Watts fan is I know. <laughs> I'm gonna get crucified. Just... <laughs> it's 134.99. Yeah, it's not 135. Okay, let's see. We're gonna consult Heli Direct, and it will tell me that they are okay. I spoke too soon. They are one twenty-seven ninety-five for seven hundred millimeters. So Edge SE. Yeah, I mean they're still price. pricey. They're still pricey. That's not, it's not the end of the world if they're no, good. If they're good, absolutely. Well, I'd like to hear as well. So if anyone's flown one, that, that's one that I have not flown. Dude, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm way behind in my blade flying. Me too. Like, way behind. I haven't even flown Cyclones or the Helixes yet. Yep, I'm the same. But I'll tell you, I, I after getting the 700 millimeter compass blades, I just haven't felt the need to go and mess around with the blades. Maybe they're not the best out there, but damn, they're they're doing great for me right now. You know what, Blade? This was odd. It's kind of odd. You know what, Blade, I didn't care for? What? I've got a set of the 690 Radix V2s. The fly barless ones. Yep. Really? The version 2. I do not care for them. Dude. What's weirder it, about that than anything is the fact that we've all flown the V2710s, and we love them. I have not. Yeah, you have. When? Wait a minute. Am I getting confused here? I thought you and Jesse and I passed around a set of V2710s like six months ago. No, those weren't V2s. Oh, those were the... They, okay, they, never mind. They were standard, they were the good old-fashioned ones. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I've got a set of the V2s that I've been flying. Um, actually, I put a fair amount of flights with them on the 700X. And I just, I, I don't care for them. I really don't. Too poppy? Nah, they just, don't they, track. they don't. No, and it's really, I don't think it's a flight. I truthfully don't think that it's a flight performance thing. They seem to to fly, you know, standard, good. Um. But they just don't have any, like, individual kind of wow qualities to them. And I, I don't care for the sound. They kind of sound a little weird. I can get them to, to waft if I really crank on yeah. it hard. Like, if you stop it really hard, they, they almost sound like they go inefficient just for a second. I really like the 700 size. Like, that size is where it's at. I still really like the rails. I have to admit, I'm... I'm pretty the rails and and the compass blades. I agree. Weird. Those are my two right now as well. Are still high on my list, but okay. So video, did you? Watch I did. It? It's pretty freaking amazing, dude. dude. I mean, the cinematography on it, like with the with the little onboard camera of the motor, and they're walking the motor around. Who thinks of that? That is I don't know. that's crazy creative, and it it fits really well. The midair. Is like 
Oh. I, yeah, exactly. I mean. I mean, just, I can't believe, like, when they hit, it's like one just, like, spins uh, on the elevator <laughs> axis, and it's like, oh, you, you kind of cringe, but then you're grinning when you're cringing. Yeah. And the interviews, like the way they set it up and they're panning back and forth between different pictures and st- or, or uh, videos, flights and stuff as they're talking to Bobby and Nick Maxwell. Really cool, dude. Yeah. Very good so, job. Nice work. I, I love it. Absolutely love that one. Well worth the wait. Absolutely. The almighty Whiplash 700EX. Dude, it's out. It's shipping. Oh, People yeah. got them. People do have them. I've been seeing people talk about them in the forums. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good, right? Yeah, so far, so good. Positive reviews. Yeah, Start if you guys were curious about it, go do some searching, check it out, see what people got to say. But they are officially available and ready to ship. Absolutely. It looks like Scorpion is bringing the 50-volt, high-voltage, 90-amp ESC back. Uh, they're coming back in with this one, kind of uh, like a re-release in an opto version uh, with, I do believe, you'll be able to get that. It'll have, yep, the RPM port as well. So basically kind of like the, the 130 opto that I've got with the new firmware in it and the whole deal. Yeah, this so this I'm, looks like them just bringing it up to speed with the 130 and the new 160, and I think it's good. I, I mean... Yeah. It is good. There is there is definitely a need for this smaller, lower current ESC. You know, can it be well all all, all the Scorpion people, can you just like la 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 put your fingers in your ears? I feel they have something to prove with this. Oh, I agree. I love my Scorpion motors, and I can say that and, and back it 100%, you know. And I don't say that just because I'm, I'm – there's a reason that I'm on Team Scorpion. It's because I truly love these this stuff. I was running these motors before, long before that. The ESCs, they have been touch and go. Oh, yeah. They have. Without they a have doubt. They have been touch and go. I, I've had problems with the 90s and the 130s. It's and so when the 160s came out, I, there's a reason I don't have one. I'm just kind of you know kicking back. I've heard actually pretty good stuff. I I so, am impressed so far. I mean, like you being on Team Scorpion, I'm there for the motors. And I flew Scorpion ESCs back when they first came out with the Commander series, way back at version one, and they have been a challenge. So I've been bouncing back and forth between Contronic and Castle over the years because I just could never find one that I really could buy into. But being on the team, I re- I wanted the 160 to work because, you know, you yeah. always want to support uh, support the company. But I- I'm impressed so far. I am. I-, I haven't heard of really any issues with the 160. So if they implemented the same thing that they did in the 160, whatever that was into the 90s, I really feel like it's just going to put them in the game, you know? I think it's all about the firmware, man. That's my experience. Yep, I agree. So, did you hear? You know, we've been oohing and on over the N7, right? Yes. And it's been all N7, N7, N7. Oh, dude. So just Before say you, I can't wait. Before you can even get it, 
Get the N7. They have announced another one. Yep. The Synergy E7 Speed. Dude. No pictures yet. No pictures. And I'm telling you, this speed thing, I got to play around with this. This may be the fad for me next season. You think to so? To play with speed helis. I, You know, I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised that Matt went there because there really isn't. Uh, well, from my perspective, it doesn't seem to be a big portion of the hobby. But you know why I think he did it? Because that stuff gets huge publicity at the international competitions, right? It does. But have you noticed? Have you noticed how it's been gaining a lot? It has. I agree. Of momentum. And I think the reason why. Now, there, there's definitely an art form to flying speed. You know, it, it's very precise. But but I think it's like it, it's almost a an avenue for people to take to go fast, have a lot of fun, really push push the helis. But it's it, it doesn't require the hand-eye coordination that like hardcore 3D yeah, does. Yeah. You know, kind of like where FAI was like, you know, really popular. Right. Yep. Well, I don't hear much about FAI stuff anymore. And I almost feel like speed is kind of taking the place of what FAI did. Maybe it is. I mean, I just, I see it growing, especially with our, you know, ridiculous desire for just foolishly overpowered. Ridiculous power. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Matt, that's been, Matt has always flown a lot of really big fast that's, oh yeah, you know, that's what he does. Whenever he comes over here to Snohomish, that's that's how he flies. Yep. And so I, I think this makes a very very good fit. Now it looks like it's just the canopy. Did I read that wrong? I don't know. I I, I know. So I went to the like, website, and it says Synergy E Seven Speed. Are you ready for some speed? Coming soon is the new speed canopy for the for Synergy the E7. E7. See, that would be cool, but... So it doesn't change any of the hardware, at least the way that it's being announced here. I mean, who knows? It's They're being pretty secretive, right? So there could be some new ooh-ah stuff in there, but it sounds know, like it's just a canopy. My guess is that it's probably just a canopy. And that's uh, okay. I mean, yeah, look, he, even if it doesn't, even if it if it's just a canopy and it doesn't compete with all the real speed guys, if it's a sexier looking canopy, what what's wrong with that, man? I yeah, mean, if I, he I does like a problem. nice, uh, you know, wrap around kind of Gowie or TDR style, mm-hmm. you know, there's a limit to what you can do speed wise without a two-stage transmission because that main gear you know that makes the the canopy pretty wide mm-hmm yeah I, I'm excited to see it yeah it, it, it'll just be a nice option yeah. you know uh that's boy that's all I got that's it huh that was that's actually it. some pretty decent news yeah that's it what do you mean that's it okay hold on let me let me look at my script Okay, that was, a, so Dan says, um, <laughs> hey, Compass Guy, got any news? Any talking points? Crickets. Okay. Crickets. Since Jesse doesn't have any news, 
I'm going to move on to my news. Okay. All right. New product out from DJI. Your favorite multi-rotor builder. This one's called the DJI Phantom 2 Vision. This thing actually looks really cool. Now, I haven't had a chance to actually fly the original Phantom. I have held it in my hand. It's a really neat concept, all-in-one, sort of shrouded quad. Comes with its own controller. This is sort of the next step up. So, the Phantom 2 Vision actually comes integrated with its own 5.8 gigahertz first-person video system. Okay, and what's really neat about this one is it 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 doesn't need its own screen. It doesn't come with its own screen. It comes with an Apple iOS or an Android app that allows you to view and control everything right from your phone. And the little white DJI transmitter that the original Phantom came with, same sort of mm -hmm. thing here, except it's actually got like a phone holder. That pops up above the transmitter, has a little clip, holds your phone in there, all landscape view. Really freaking cool looking, man. This one, they say, has more efficient propellers. And the propellers do look a little different than your standard sort of slow fly, flimsy plastic DJI props. Yeah, they do. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. So they're, they're claiming that they are so much more efficient, in fact that they're going to get longer flight times, that it'll actually fly more stably. It says that it is equipped with a 14 megapixel HD video camera. And now this one threw me off of DJ's DJI's own design. The, is it me or I mean, these guys have their fingers in everything, dude. Oh, yeah. Now I mean, they got fly more than likely. controllers. They got motors. They I'm now it, I know they're not, they don't have a factory where there are 15 yeah. assembly lines and one of them is a 14 megapixel HD video camera. They're probably taking it from somewhere else, but they seem to really like this business model where they just offer everything, just like the, a line. It, it's the line, yeah. yeah, and they're dominating. They are. They're dude. absolutely dominating the multi-rotor market on, you know, on sales, yeah. anyway. Well, and I mean, it's pretty apparent why. Right. For those of you who aren't into multi-rotors, okay, maybe it's not obvious, but we, we've talked before. Nick and Jesse and I are have been historically sort of interested in the aerial video photography FPV thing. And I got to tell you, man, first of all, I don't have any attachment to DJI, positive or negative. So I can say this. I don't I don't know why I would go and spend more money on something different when they've got this available. If you're not trying to do it pro, this thing is really freaking cool because it's all in one. I'm blown away at how, yeah, at, at how all in one it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's just very, it's very interesting to me. You know, the one thing I notice, and maybe, you know, see, the description doesn't doesn't really do it justice. There's a bullet point that says Wi-Fi range extender. And I'm not quite sure what that is. So that, well, that's a would... feature that it's claiming comes with this, and maybe that's the 5.8 gigahertz that the standard Wi-Fi band, high, the higher frequency uh, FPV. Yeah. 
But mm. they're probably going to, if they're, I wonder, would they actually, they would probably limit the distance possibly on purpose. Well, for, for a safety standpoint, that may not be a bad idea. I, I would agree, especially considering more than likely who, what, you know, target media will end up with. Yeah, these. no joke. Uh, we don't need to see or hear about any more that are, you know, piled into the side of skyscrapers yeah. and crowds. Crashed and in large metropolitan areas, targeting yeah. a groom's head. Yeah. That's still one of the That is I've just seen. terrible, dude. It's funny and it's tragic altogether. Yeah, so that's it. That's the uh, the DJI Phantom 2 Vision. If uh, someone out there is interested in picking it up, let us know what your experience is. It looks like a pretty good all-in-one unit. Well, that's all I, I guess got. That's it for new. Yeah. You want to uh, you want to do the honors? Send us out. Yeah. Today's news was brought to you by Heli Daily your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So I'm out at the field after a minor little ground incident with my DFC, and I get that God, that horrible gut-wrenching feeling of a screw pulling the threads from that oh-so-soft aluminum on my one-way hub. Well, luckily... KDE has a solution for this with an upgraded stainless steel hub for the T-Rex 700 series. I slapped that hub in, cranked the screws down, and was up flying again in no time. If you've experienced that crappy parts blues, head over to KDE and spoil yourself. So we have gotten a lot of people asking and require or requesting our opinions on electric governor stuff because this is still it, it's still kind of like the voodoo of that is electric yeah and not just governor yeah. stuff nick just in general like standard electric principles like gearing like yeah. motor and- kv that kind of thing And it's very, you know, for those who have, you know, maybe you've been flying nitro for a long time, you're just recently getting into electric, or just a brand new pilot, it it can be a bit. I mean, I I still find it hilarious when we we were at Snohomish, and Todd Bennett was flying his Raptor E700 that he just got. And he made the comment, something of like... Yeah, I don't know. I got to turn up some freaking motor gain or I, I don't even know what yeah. that does. Mo- motor timing or some P- PW, what is it? PWM? P- P- this is stupid. This And that's, you know, where do I put the knife? Oh, yeah. He, he, he was he was going off on it. <laughs> you know, so it's it does. It really puts it in perspective that a lot of people just. They don't understand. And it's not like a nitro, dude, where, like, everyone's messed around with an internal combustion engine, right? Even if it's just your lawnmower. It just, it Mm -hmm. makes more sense. And then you get to this electric thing, and you're talking about, like, current and voltage and efficiency. It's just, it's it's different. I don't want to go all the way back to, like, the just square one basics. I guess I'll do do a shameless plug for us. If you... Want to start from the basics, I would highly suggest go, is it episode three? Episode three of Digging In. Episode three of Digging In. Go download that. Spend a couple bucks. 
I know it's a little shameless, but we, we really tried to cover the just the bare bones basics and 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 understand what the components are and what all those terms mean. But let's say we've we've kind of got that down. I want to talk about you know setting up your gearing uh, overhead is probably the big one. Overhead and governor delivery. You know why? What makes one governor work better than the other? Is a quote unquote better governor worth the difference in price that usually comes along with it? Justin, can you kind of give us a quick what is governor overhead? Okay, well, when we're talking about governor overhead, we're talking about how much additional throttle percentage the governor has available to play around to get you into the speed range that you're talking about. So, for example, if you have, let's just say you are, you've chosen a head speed that is within the range of your governor's capability, and that head speed targets a we'll call it 80% of throttle, okay? Because the governor heads, remember, all the governor does is it says, you know what, you guys sit back and relax. I'll take care of the throttle and make sure that I move it up and down to keep you at your head speed. And Mm -hmm. so if we've got a governor that has a head speed that you've chosen that is corresponding to 80% of that throttle curve or the of of the throttle input what what the overhead is then is the difference between that throttle percentage and the max allowable which of course is 100% right so if we're sitting at 80 we've got 20% of overhead what does that mean what it means is in a situation where you go from a relatively steady head speed let's say unloaded or in a hover to a very high load situation, very rapidly, what's going to happen? You go from a set head speed, low load, you jam the collective up, okay? So now remember, the government or governor, the government. The The government controls everything. Yeah, (laughs) not for the last couple of weeks. So all of your governors, at least here in the U.S., have been probably doing really poorly because the government just got back to work. But the (laughs) governor is going to say, well, I need to keep that head speed, say 2,000 RPM, and you've just added load, which in absence of a governor means that your head speed would have dropped. So now you got your head speeds dropping, and your governor has to take over the throttle and get it back up to your 2,000. And how does it do that? It increases the throttle, right? It can only increase that throttle a certain percentage above where you are, in this case, 20%. And then it maxes out, okay? It clips. It hits the maximum. It cannot apply throttle any quicker to get you back to your head speed. It's like the reserve tank. Yeah, yeah you can look at it that way. How, how much more does it have to get? Whereas on the well, bottom sitting- end, you don't usually have as large of a constraint, right? Because you are typically, you know, you hear people talk about shooting for throttle percentages between, say, 65 and 85%. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the bottom end, if if you're going from a heavily loaded situation to a a hard unload, okay, mid stick, let's just say, like in a wall, okay, if you do that maneuver, you're now going from a situation where the throttle's been holding 
hard above your set point, say 95, 100%, and then you drop the load and it's quick got to pull back down. It's got to pull back down beyond that 80% set point that 2000 oh, RPM yeah. corresponded to. And and that's that's a really tricky, you know, the inside of the governor firmware is where it tells it how far it can pull back. That's right. And some you can tune, some yep. you can't. Like for example on the on some of the external governors that you get from Flybarless systems. Generally speaking, there is a parameter it may be in advanced that allows you to set that limit. Which can play a really big role. And we'll we'll get into that. But you know, the number, that that number, that how much overhead should I have? That seems to be really controversial. And what I think people really need to get is it's very, very dependent. It's all based around the the firmware in that specific speed controller. Certain brands are happier within certain ranges. And that, I mean, that's so you can't just take a number. For instance, as we've been learning and, you know, we've spent a fair amount of time since Justin and I have been going back and flying the internal, uh, the Castanel governor, uh, governor again, mm -hmm. you know, and I spent some time talking with uh, Nick Maxwell about it. Uh, when he was at Snohomish and just kind of racking the brains of the other guys, it tends to, it, it actually tends to work better. And I say work better, and I'll explain in a minute why. It tends to work better with a minimal amount of overhead. The, the castle governor, you're saying, just yes. to be specific. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's something actually that we did learn from Nick Maxwell. I had a hunch on that. And so... The reason why, okay, so I'll talk about why. Why does, and when I say minimal, I'm talking like, uh, you know, 10% headroom mm -hmm. around in there. You know, why? Why does that work better? Well, Castle has, and I'm going to, I'm going to call it a, I'm not going to call it a glitch because it's intentional. And so a glitch really isn't intentional. But Most I'm of the time, just, no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but this, it acts like a right. glitch. How about that? One of their quote-unquote features, negative yep. features, I guess, would be, is that when you unload the head rapidly and then you reload it and it is down. So, you know, you're cruising along, you've got a fair amount of load on the head, you quickly unload it. So it peels back the throttle percent. And, you know, how low it goes, we don't know because that's not adjustable in castles. So it goes down and down. It might be at... It potentially could be at 20 to 30% throttle because, you know, you just unloaded the head, the blade speed, the head speed went way up, and it's like, whoa, 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 we're overspeeding, we're overspeeding, peel it back. And you give it about a second to think about it, you know, so it's still overspeeding, it's got the throttle all the way back, and then you just pour the coals to it again. Completely reload the head and give, like, 100% load. It drives the power back in really really hard <laughs> and that's where the whole quote-unquote castle kick comes from is on that very specific unload the head wait about between half to one second and then reload the head quickly you will see the tail romp over and no amount of pre-comp will compensate for yeah that. 
You know, and it, it's it, not going it, to it, It's also a function of how high your gain is. If you don't have a high governor gain, you may not see the kick as strongly as Nick is is saying. But in my experience, too, Nick, yeah, if you've got the gain at any level worth flying, it's going to do that to you. The and only it's thing annoying, that I have dude. To, it is annoying, and the only thing I have to say that kind of changed with this last firmware, though. Before we used to be able to fly the castles down it. I mean, dude, we're flying them down at like gains of five and six mm-hmm. and seven, and and the reason was is that we were just letting them over speed big time. Just let them do what so they that do. it let it do yep. what it does, so that when it did pour the coals back in and when it did reapply the power, it was to try and soften it up a little bit. The head speed holding wasn't very good, no, but it, it took some of that jerk out of it. I've noticed with the latest revision though. That it, it you can't do that anymore. You have to, you have to actually tune the gain on it up to the point to where it works. Yep, I I know. started on the Goblin down at a default low, which I I think if memory serves is five, and it just flew like crap, dude. Oh, I mean anything below bad. I'd say twelve or fifteen at least on my Goblin, I just didn't like. So now I'm up at I, I think I'm up at like twenty seven. Yeah, I I've got the 700x I think at like 15 mm-hmm. right now and again still tuning yep. on it. You know, just still messing with it. But yeah, but so back but back the to the point your of point. that is yeah, why castle seems to work the best is w- with that very minimal overhead is we're just giving it by changing the gearing and getting it to where we have a higher throttle percentage basically in a hover when it does un- unload the head and then reapply, it just has less less reserve to give. Yeah, it, it can't so there, beat the crap a, out of things and kick yeah, the Yeah, it's tail. less of a kick, less of a hunt when it when it comes yep. back in. That you know, performance wise, yeah, that is technically going to mean that it's not going to hold quite as well. But something that I personally really learned. Uh, over this last season is that you know the actual holding of the head speed while it is still extremely important what the governor does to the tail for me personally is far more important yeah i i would agree with you i mean if you get a governor that causes you to have weird tail stuff and i mean it could be anything it could be like the kick that you're discussing it could be something as simple as like a very minute lazy wag sometimes you only see it in a hover sometimes you see it when you're doing pirouetting maneuvers and at the end of the day you know you can fly through it but that doesn't make it less annoying and we see so many people out there you know tiktoks Man, my why does it seem like my heli's just wobbling all over the place and blah blah blah, and I can't get the tuned out, and it, and it turns out that it's a governor issue. Yep. When you're reloading it, it's it's kicking on the tail, and and that can be extremely difficult to tune because you can sit there and pitch pump that thing all day long, and you get your pre comp set in your fly barless system, it'll be perfect, like it'll hold absolutely perfect, and then you go do that one maneuver. Reload it a lot harder than a pitch mm-hmm. pump. Unload it, give it a second, reapply, and the tail will kick out, you know, 15 degrees. Yeah, and this is and why like, Whoa. This is why we always talk about when you got tail issues, turn the governor off. 
Turn, Turn your the tail off. first, <laughs> then introduce the governor. Because I've seen people chase tail issues, and they're going all over the place on their fly barless gains, and it's because their governor wasn't set correctly. Absolutely. So yeah, it it can wreak havoc with the tail. You know, the other thing though, Nick. You said, so the tail is the most important to you. And I think I agree, because at the end of the day, if you got a model whose tail isn't flying the way you would like or is misbehaving, to me at least, nothing robs confidence more than a crappy tail. Agreed. Okay? 100%. I mean, you can take a heli that I've been flying for years, and I, I can fly it with my eyes shut, figuratively. Safety Nazis out there, I won't be doing that. But you can take that and screw up the tail, whether it's governor or otherwise, and I just don't want to fly it. It's not comfortable. But so what after you get past the tail, Nick, what's the next most important bit about a governor to you? I know what mine is. For me, it's how it holds on the load. Okay. That's for me. What I mean by that is when you load it, how far down below your target head speed does it right. go? Now, not, and again, this is what I learned this last year, it's not particularly how close does it hold on the unload because I'm not all that worried about the unload. Yeah, I don't mind if it overspeeds, personally. I, I could I could care less because that doesn't affect the way that it flies. But it will definitely affect the way that it flies if it drops, you know, 150 or 200 RPM when you load mm-hmm. it. So that's that's my next one. What's your mine is overall power delivery. How how hard does it apply the power or not? I I used to think I liked the and and this all comes back to how it governs, right? It it I think mm-hmm. we're basically saying the same thing which yep. is how close to the head speed, okay? Do we do we keep it? Does the governor hold? I've found that governors that hold within like plus or minus 10, 20, 30 RPM feel much, much more, what's the word? They feel much more aggressive, much more abrupt, that's what it was, abrupt or yes. sudden. Yes. It, it's something that I can only describe as the classical electric power delivery or power curve. Yep. I don't like that, man. I, I, it, I mean, as much as I love the simplicity of electric, I am a nitro power guy through and through. I like the smooth, predictable power delivery of the nitro. And I know you feel the same. We've talked about this before. But not all electric governors can give that to you. No, they they really, I mean, you can tune them till your heart's content, but some of them just aren't, they just can't do that. And I guess that, you know, that kind of leads into what makes a Contronic a Contronic. Uh-oh. Let's give our opinions of the myth, the mystery, the... The Bermuda Triangle of why is our Contrana governor so good? You give your opinion, then I'll give. It's, you know, it's 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 one of those things. It's like, 
why do you like the color blue more than the color red or something like that i yeah. there's a lot of well you give your opinion oh yeah i will yeah. i will i will i i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of hype around contronic all of the hype aside and the technical details aside what i like about the contronic is that it delivers the power smoothly and predictably again like i said in a nitro it it is not and in stock settings i know you can get the prog card and you can tune all the advanced stuff i don't i haven't messed with that i'm just talking about your box standard heli governor mode okay it it applies the power smoothly it does allow you to overspeed a little bit it doesn't it doesn't try to keep the speed within 10 rpm on the top end above your set point and mm -hmm. you know i i i just think that for the tail for tail performance and for quick changes that makes me feel a lot more confident in my machine because i know what it's going to do I'm not going to add a little bit too much collective and then the governor artifacts are going to pop in and cause my heli to do something really crazy and unexpected, if that makes sense. Yeah. What about you, dude? What is it about a Contronic that you like? It's it's the smooth. Definitely. There's no... Well, okay, two things. <laughs> One, when you plug it in and you fly it, you just plug it okay, in and fly. Okay, well, yep, I got you there. That, it just works. That's, it just works. They they do. They always just work. But you know, I I go back to I've I've been through cheese. You know, messing with the Skookum external governor mm -hmm. and the icon and yeah, you're you know, sort of like even the, the the external governor local guru test, test dummy. dummy. <laughs> I call it test dummy. Glutton, Glutton for, punishment. for punishment. That's what I was looking for. You just keep going yeah. back to the externals. I do because I want them to work. I want people, you know. I, I hate the thought of spending the money on a Contronic. You, you know, mm -hmm. because when you lose it, you oh, freaking lose dude. it, dude. Don't remind me. I mean, it's me. gone. Yeah, it's gone. And it that just absolutely just sucks. And there and I love some of the features of like the castles. I love data logging, dude. I use yep. it quite a bit. I keep an eye on my packs. If I'm struggling with tuning the governor gain uh, and it just feels like it's not holding head speed right, I actually pull up a log really quick and look at the voltage yep. and go, oh, no, okay, well, guess what, dummy? You can chase this all day long, but this set of packs is done. Cause, because I'm swapping helis and packs and stuff all the time, I need to be able to see that to really know that it's something you know, to check what is reliable. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it makes... Um, Dude, if I could get data logging in everything, I would. Absolutely. I, I like the I like the price point of the castles. I like the adjustability. No one's got better freaking soft start and auto bailout than Castle does. Yep. They work fantastic. But that Contronic Governor, I it just... The way... What it... For me, what I've noticed and what makes it so good is they they let it overspeed. It holds incredibly on the yep. bottom, and you can. It, I mean, it's still an aggressive on the bottom side. It is still very aggressive. You can get the Contronic to chirp. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and you can get it to chip, 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 like that, get that governor gain thing going because it's wanting to hold that. But what it does when you unload is it kind of unloads. It just goes, ah, there we go. I'm going to go ahead and let you overspeed. I mean, I've gained probably 400 <laughs> RPM on the head in a wall. You know, it seems to me, the way I have interpreted, the way that they have, have set up the firmware is, you know, they don't care if it does that because that doesn't affect the way that the helicopter feels in flight. So what happens is it'll let it overspeed. Now, maybe all they're doing is increasing that low throttle percentage. So when you go and you unload the head where Castle might drop back to 20% or 30%, Contronic might say, you know what? I'm not going to let you drop below 50. Mm -hmm. What that does is when it, it reloads and starts pouring the power back in, it doesn't have as far to go. So it it doesn't do it with as big of a jolt. And that's what I've noticed with the Contronic is when you reload the head, it's almost like that power is softened. Like there's some sort of damper in there that's just kind of like, you know, it, it just... When it puts it back in, it doesn't just, bam, here it is. It kind of feeds it back in nice and smooth. And you don't see that in the tail. Mm -hmm. and, and what that equates to is this feeling of just throwing the sticks around, banging them all over the place, and never getting that crazy jerk yep. that you get out of the other ones. And it it provides a very large portion of that term that we throw around all the time, which is, quote-unquote, locked in. Yep. I agree with and, you. And I was I first actually got to sit back and really see that firsthand when watching Jesse fly this summer. He's chucking that 7-HV around and just hammering on it. And it never flinches. It doesn't flinch on the stops. It doesn't flinch when he's doing bunny hops. It just doesn't flinch. And, you know, I'm thinking, God, dude, he's got that thing so tuned, right? Fly barless tune, fly barless tune. And then I finally took the governor off of mine and just disabled mm -hmm. it. Hey, what do you know? Mine looked exactly the same in the air. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no bobbles, no wobbles, no nothing. And I really didn't give enough you know because when you're flying i mean you're you're flying oh yeah right? yeah you're tossing it around your focus is just not crashing <laughs> so those little teeny shutters and shakes sometimes they're really hard to see yourself when you and, and i'm talking about tuning that last 10%. oh yeah yeah just just getting that stuff that a lot of people of if it. they're not looking for it wouldn't really wouldn't really catch yeah and that was kind of the big eye opener. And then just I, I spent some time listening to it. Uh, and then obviously, you know, flew one on mine. And it it kind of all made sense. Yeah. It must be tough, though. It's got It's got to be tough to program that. Dude, they, how long have they even been around for? I mean, they've been doing the same thing for years. And this is all they do, this and motors, right? Yep. So, yeah, there's a reason I, 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 why there aren't many successful ESC companies out there. And even among the ones that there are, there is a spectrum of 
performance. Let's just say that. And price. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. It is so tough to get, you know, I've, I've tuned a lot of external govs and I've had some that on certain aspects were just so close, mm-hmm. you know, so close where like it, the way that they fly and the power delivery in the air was like they had it. They had it figured out. But then, you know, you couldn't, they couldn't get the thing to soft start. Right, correctly. right. Or the, the, the soft start was okay for some ESCs, but then it, it wasn't for others. And then there's no bailout. Or there is a bailout, but oh my God, it doesn't work It doesn't work, work right. right, or it doesn't work all the time. Yeah. And that that is what makes it tough. It's just a painful, painful road to go down. And I'm I'm glad that you are going to be the one that's going to end up... <laughs> basically spending all the money and being the dummy to try out all the different ones. Oh, yeah. Well, the money's already spent, and most of it's already tried, but uh, that will be a topic of another show. So which ones? Just just give us a little teaser. What all do you have? I have a Castle 160HV 2, the version 2, not, not the Edge. That one's flying on the Goblin. I have a YGE... 160 HV, which has been flying on the Compass 7HV. Mm-hmm. I had, emphasis on the had, a Contronic Heli Jive 120 HV, and that was the one that I had been flying for a really long time. So that was sort mm-hmm. of my baseline, if you will, for comparison. And then I also have a Scorpion 160 HV. That I had been flowing, I put, uh, flying. I had put about thirty flights or so on that with the Compass Seven HV, and then recently switched out to the YGE. And I'll probably do a couple of switches back and forth between those if the weather allows me in the next week or so. But yeah, so I, I'm at the point now where I've tested all four of them at least enough to to start filling in the blanks and getting a feel for things and. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to go over it like I've been advertising with the ESC shootout coming up here in the next few episodes. But let's just say I think that there are more options out there than there have been in the past. And that should be a comforting thought for those of you who aren't interested in spending a half a million dollars on an ESC. This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure. Or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry. And I break a part, or two, on my precious heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me, because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly, so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, Helipros fly hard because Helipros has the parts. Yes. Boy, I I don't know about you, but after the third attempt, (laughs) after the third attempt at this week's show, I think I'm about Uh, done. I'm with you, dude. Just for just for this week, so don't that's right. Yeah, yeah. Please, like, oh my god. <laughs> yes, 
There was a I parenthetical did, I, there. He meant for episode one zero eight, not for yes, all so, uh, all rest of time. <laughs> no, uh, but getting together uh, on Friday night and being like, "Oh, dude, it's not going to work out." Technical difficulties. Saturday night. Nope. Here we are, uh, Sunday afternoon. Yes, and, I will uh, have you know that this was my flying time. Yes, it is. And I think it was yours as well. But that's okay. The show must go right. on. It always must go on. And we just couldn't we couldn't totally screw up two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention one uh, event. A um, friend of ours here at the show, Chris Treby, sent me this. The Port St. Lucie Heli Smackdown mm-hmm. 2013 coming up November 2nd. It is just a one-day event, but everyone's welcome to come on Friday and camp through Sunday. We've got pro pilots there, Bert showing up, uh, Bobby Watts, Art Hughes is going to come down. They're going to have uh, auto contest that Courtney's going to be putting on. Um, they're going to have a DJ. Where is this? I mean, obviously Port St. Lucie, but what is that, Florida? I do believe that that is Florida. Okay. The, yes, it Man, is. it's like it's like everyone else's season is ending, and the Florida guys just keep sticking it in our faces. It's, I know. Isn't I mean, the warm cool? weather dicks come out of the woodwork in the fall. I know, and, and they just rub it in our face too. That's the worst part. Yep. So yeah, definitely head over there if you're in the area. November second should be a great should be a great great event. Um, if you need any information. Uh, you can go to www.sundancersrc.org. Nice, dude. Yeah. I got something to say. Okay. We got hats, dude. We We've do. got hats to sell. We do have hats, and we have, there was a little bit of a a last-minute swapperoo. We did, yeah, that that's true. I think it it's um, personally a good swapperoo. I think it's a great swap. And I have only had one person disagree, so I'll take that. Can't make everyone happy. I know. What ended up happening is that what we were originally going to do was all the snapback hats. So just a standard, you know, Joe Schmo got the little snap thing on the back. I went in there to get those, and they did a little bit of price swapping around on us. And the the fitted hats uh, dropped down to the same price, and actually the snapback ones went up a little bit. So now these fitted style hats, these are the kind of like the stretch to fit ones. So you don't have to know like the exact number, you know, seven and eight or whatever. Um, we've got that, the chart up. There's three sizes. The, it's what is small, it? small medium, medium, which is like a six and three quarter to seven size. Medium mm-hmm. large, which is a seven and an eighth to seven and three eighths. And a large extra large, which is a seven and a half to seven and three quarters. And if you've got a ginormous head, you know, just just shoot me an email and let me know, and we'll we'll figure something out. We've got kind of a pretty cool deal going on. I already actually have all the first. I'm going to do this like we'd mentioned before weekly. I've already got the whole first week's worth, and and they're going out uh, first thing Monday morning. So uh, we're turning them around fast. Okay, I do have one request though. All the people that ordered hats on the first one. I sent out 
emails to all of your PayPal addresses that you paid with asking, do you still want a snapback or we'll get you one of the other ones? Yeah, because they so, placed the order before this last minute change. Yes, they did place the order before. Please email me back. Let me know. I will probably hold off for a couple of days till I hear from you. I just want to make sure we get, you know, we'll go ahead and get you whatever hat you will really want this go-round. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of need to hear from you to make sure that we get the correct size out. If it was just one size, I'd just throw in and that's it is what it is. Or give you the opportunity to say, nah, I don't want a fitted one or, you know, whatever. So just let us know. Check over to the website. All that information that we just talked about with prices and hat size and, and all that is there. Yeah. We are going to be doing uh, another run of, I'm not sure if we're going to do all the t-shirts. I know for a fact we're going to do some of the standard. The black uh, ones, the regular, right? Yeah, the regular black with the orange logo on them. And then for sure we're going to do a bunch of the Together We Are The Nation yep. shirts because we've had ridiculous requests for those yeah but no matter what you want to buy just head over to the website and click on the store link and you can choose from the hats hoodies and and shirts there and and just a a reminder the hats are a flat rate for all sizes and it just changes depending on shipping i mean we can't we we would love to offer the same price across the board but we got to charge extra for international uh, so yeah. it's twenty seven bucks shipped in the U.S. or thirty nine international. Hey, you know, speaking, you had mentioned that uh, the power supply tech yep. tip. If you guys haven't been, you know, hanging out on the website or in the forums, swing by, take a look at the tech tech, tech tip section. We've been adding a fair we're amount. We're trying, man. Later. Yeah, and as as it yeah, gets deeper trying. into winter, I think there will be an increase. And certainly if you guys have, you know, if you guys have thoughts that you'd like us to touch on in tech tips, let us know. Yeah. Even if, you know, we don't have a tech tip available, bring something up, we'll go and research it and put it down. We'll come up with something. The goal is just to grow as is big of an archive of inf- information you know, as we possibly can, and we've set it up to where you can actually search that mm-hmm. information by category, yep. so you don't just have to keep paging through stuff like you do, you know, on a typical forum. This is kind of like just, uh, I don't want to BS with anyone, I don't want to hear your opinions, I just, I need some information on this, you know, specific subject, or how to do this, or how to check this, and you just go straight to it. So yes, definitely check those out, and blog posts. We've we've been trying. We have been trying. That's right. Um, So if you guys are just kind of curious, it's mostly just a little bit of a rant and BS. And yeah, that's our that's our one place to just say whatever it is is on our mind. Sometimes it's Ellie. Sometimes it's not. A little bit of whatever. So if you're curious about that, make sure and check that out too. Facebook's clipping right along. Had a huge. Just Dude, out of nowhere, kind of a huge. I mean, of people. we're damn near twenty five hundred. I know it's crazy. Good we're, times, though. You know, yeah, twenty twenty four sixty. Also, forums, the forums are picking up again because we're getting back into the winter. 
I've been seeing all sorts of good conversations going on in the main forum. There's nowadays there's almost always at least one post for that week's episode where various discussions go on about a topic or topics that we've discussed. And then, of course, you've got, you know, all the different forums for the different helis and electronics if you want to pop in there or if you just want to talk crap off topic. Sometimes yeah. the most interesting discussions go on in the off topic. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, yeah, shoot, shoot Dan, throw a post up. We give him his uh, our best of wishes for yes. him with a sp- speedy recovery. We'll probably just let him keep you in the loop as as much as he sees fit. But don't flip out. He's not going to die. He'll be back. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate we appreciate y'all joining us. And uh, sorry that we do not have the whole crew. Nope. But we made we'll it. Do what we can. They'll be back next we week. Absolutely. And uh, Justin. Yes. If someone did want to rack your nerdy brain, how would they do that? They could do that by sending me an email to Justin at rchelination.com. Nick, if someone wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Uh, They would most certainly send me an email at nick at rchelination.com, which I will be better now, officially, about getting back to because... Yay, that whole half marathon thing's over with. Oh, yeah. So I got a big email catch-up thing to do, but I will. Um, you guys can always contact Jesse at jesse at rchelionation.com. If you have a bent um, or just want to say hi, make sure and shoot Dieter an email at Dieter, D-E-A-T-E-R, at rchelionation.com. Or if you want to say hi, give Dan, you know, uh, thoughts, prayers, wishes, whatever. That's Dan at rchellynation.com. Sweet. That it? I think that's it, dude. As always, guys, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. We'll see you next Monday. Adios. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Music.